Ready for this? So, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. A Halloween is forever podcast. We've got another mini sode for you. I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. And if you couldn't tell from that fantastic introduction, so hyped right now, so relevant to the subject matter, I couldn't be more hyped. Um, if you didn't get an opportunity to listen to the last episode, our, our, which was our main episode number two that came out last week, go back and listen to that, some bitch. If you didn't, you're, you're fucking up because it was a fantastic episode. We talked about religious horror and spoiler alert, your boy took home the belt in a big <laughs> this way. Time. In a this big time. way. We yeah. talked about <laughs> with, with uh, just a classic of the genre with uh, Exorcist 3. But yeah, if you haven't listened to it, go back and listen to it. It, it was super fun. We talked our asses off for like three hours. Oh my God. <laughs> it was it was, it was was a lot. It was super fun though. We talked about Exorcist 3. Uh, we talked about Ben Wheatley's uh, a, a Field in England. And then we talked about... The movie uh, that everyone shit on. Darren, mother- <laughs> Darren Big Dick Aronofsky. <laughs> mother exclamation point. If you haven't seen it, uh, Meg was super mad that we didn't like it. Uh, no. I'm just a sore loser, guys. Listen, this is how... Listen, do you remember Camp Slashers episode number one? You guys... <laughs> kicked me in the dick right out of the gates you were like fuck you move on like talk, talk for half an hour fuck your movie you suck um so uh so yes i came back with a vengeance brought home the belt and uh again i haven't i have to go back and listen because i don't remember but i do i think i recall you guys um just n- not only uh uh you know handing me the belt graciously but also explaining how you you were ashamed of your own picks Not i don't me, i don't remember i don't remember in detail but i re i i i really just um, just just destroyed it was like excuse 92 me. rick flair at the rumble i just hung on I the whole way i am coming for blood <laughs> <laughs> so uh, if you haven't listened to any of the other episodes yet, um, the way we do it is in the main episode, whoever whoever's film reigns supreme, whoever takes home the belt gets to pick the movie that the other two have to watch on the next minisode. And in case that, uh, that clever, hyped up jock jams introduction didn't, didn't do it for you, uh, the movie we're going to be talking about is 1987's Uninvited, uh, which... <sighs> Steve. I think collectively we all hate you. I think I can speak. And Steve, way more. Steve, um, Steve, you had seen like half of it, you said, but you didn't finish it when you watched it so, the first time. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get too much into it because we got, we got a little other business. But we got yeah. some housekeeping. Yeah. 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 I, I just want to say that right off the bat, I am officially recalling this a John McAfee adventure. <laughs> and, <laughs> it was. That's a great way of putting it. <laughs> I'll get into it more when we talk about it, but yeah, man, I this movie sucks and I'm very mad at it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Megan, this is a first time watch for you, wasn't it? It was indeed. Yes. Um, and excited. I we were all texting as we were watching it and I was just like Yeah, I uh I was not, getting I'm the exact text I wanted from you guys, which is like, you're a piece of shit. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, that's exactly what I, And you know what? I didn't go as hard as I could have. There was a couple other ones on there that could have been way, way worse. And I'm, I'm holding those in my back pocket for the future because I'm poised to go on a streak, boys and girls. Um, in any case, before we get into that, like Steve said, we do have a few, uh, a few housekeeping items here that are kind of exciting. One, we should probably talk about Anybody have a beer in front of them, a beverage that they want to talk about? That's usually something we, we chat I about beforehand. What do you got? Yes. Uh, from Saucy Brew Works, the Habitual. Oh, yeah. Those are Cleveland guys, right? Yes. Cold Style Ale, 5% on the ABV. Uh, you know, clean drinking, nice and clear. It's mm-hmm. good beer. Yeah, Colshi yeah, boys are um, are maybe the official style of the Halloween is Forever podcast. Yeah, I think if we do get an official beer, it will be a Kolsch. I mean, that's why I picked it up. Yeah, yeah. Once we do that inevitable collab, collabo, <laughs> we will. Uh, it has to be a Kolsch, right? Absolutely. 
Meg, what, Meg, what do you got? Uh, I went with one from the vault here. I, it's not really a vault at all. Uh, I'm going with Von Ebert's Dortmunder style export logger. Oh, I Ooh. love a Dort. I love a Dort. Yeah, I'm, I'm digging it. I have one in the like on the way called Dive Bar from Grains of Wrath as well. So nice. I assume I'll get to it on this episode. So. Nice. Yeah. I just had. Uh, we're all. We're going. We're going crispy boy heavy here tonight. I just finished me a Trogue Sunshine Pills, oh, yeah, which bro. is a perennial favorite of mine. And I just love that beer. And I need to find myself a spot that's going to sell me uh, a, a six or 12 pack of those because I had it from a variety pack that I had over the 4th of July holiday with people at my house. And uh, I hit all the Sunshine Pills. You guys drink all the rest <laughs> of it. Drink the raspberry sour. Drink the drink the perennial ale. I'm keeping all the I'm keeping all the pills for myself. I mean, um, shout out to Trugs. It's seriously one of my favorite PA breweries to visit. So, oh, the, the food's great. Yeah. The, the tap room is sick. Yeah. Um, and they always have so much cool stuff on tap there that you can't get anywhere else, like tap room only kind of beers. It's, it's yeah, awesome. I, I am kind of sad to see them probably go back to how they did do like the service before, because um, in December, literally right before the last shutdown, mm-hmm. uh, it was around my birthday. And I was like, I need to go to this museum that's out east. I wanted to see this like artist I really wanted to check out. And it was only like an hour detour to go to trogues yeah. they were actually doing table service and i was like oh, oh my yeah because normally it's just you walk up the bar and you have like a little buzzer to get your food and stuff yeah right? and it's very like vultury like people are like scoping out tables are like whoa 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 are you ready grab the table right now yeah because <laughs> there's know, always like a yeah. giant weight oh yeah, yeah it's insane but it's, it's it's such a cool vibe there and i enjoy going and seeing the space a lot yeah i wish they had a hellas um in their variety pack last year i think they might have had it again this year and the name's going to escape me it was kind of a just like forgettable name frankly not to not to crap on the, the people doing the marketing at drogues <laughs> but it was a pretty it was kind of an innocuous kind of name uh but the hellas was just killer and i was like man i would crush this if they put this in a suitcase or something but they're not gonna <laughs> um yeah. but it's so uh, yeah they just they, they they always kill it love those guys troganator uh forever and ever um I got some Nimble Giant in the fridge. Oh, that's such a killer mm, beer. Nice. It's mm-hmm. such a nice, like you can find that beer anywhere and it's fresh yeah. and it's like so much better than things that are 900 times more hyped. Right. Um, and, mm-hmm. and it's it's just fantastic. All right. Let's let's get off the beer. Let's get into the spooky oogies. Um, let's talk about, uh, we, we had a little, a little uh, gathering, a little mind meld beforehand, and we did the same thing we did last month for the religious horror episode where we throw all of the topics that come from social media, from our listeners, via email, via, uh, so email is uh, halloweenisforeverpod at gmail.com if you want to shoot us a line say hey what's up or if you got some some topics to suggest on instagram we've got a, a, a big influx of of uh new uh followers on both twitter and instagram which is rad uh we're at halloween is forever on instagram and at hallow forever on twitter and a lot of people sent us a ton of really good suggestions um including some other really awesome podcast that I listened to. Um, we were just talking about the Carpenter Ants uh, gave us a suggestion, very predictable one, which was best Carpenter movie, <laughs> which we're waiting for that one to come up. And hopefully uh, as as Halloween approaches that because that one's going to kill once we put it on the list. Right. So we put all the comments or I'm sorry, all the suggestions on like a little spinny wheel app and then we pop up three and then we put that out on the social medias. Uh, and then you, uh, if you follow us on social media, uh, can can vote. Um, so we'll do it on Instagram and Twitter, and I think you can do that on Facebook somehow. So we'll figure out how to do that. I'm not, I don't use Facebook quite as much, but in any case, we came up with three choices. So excited to discuss them. And then this, this week after this episode comes out, we'll throw that out there for a couple of days and we'll figure out what the next main episode or the first Monday, uh, in that first full week of August will be. So the first one that came up with was one of my suggestions, which Probably not going to win because it requires too much, <laughs> too much explanation. <laughs> but I put the, I called it the game show, which is a show about movies that uh, horror movies. We're we're going to expand this a little bit into like horror sci-fi because I think there's enough movies that that touch a couple of these. Um, 
you know, a couple of these subgenres, if you will, uh, that probably are going to bleed a lot into sci-fi. So the game show would be any movies that have a game or a contest or perhaps a literal game show in them if, if you want to. But anything that has kind of a game or contest theme or subplot or something like that uh, element in it. Uh, number two, I'm kind of excited about this one. Favorite sitcom Halloween episodes. So, you know, my mind immediately goes to your Roseanne's and your Family Matters and things like that. There's a lot of rad ones out mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. But sitcom Halloween episodes. Uh, and then number three, time travel. So again, very sci-fi, inherently very sci-fi-ish, uh, but sci-fi, horror, sci-fi and or horror uh, time travel movies. So the game show... Uh, favorite sitcom Halloween episodes and time travel. So when you see that pop up in the old social medias, give it a little pokey if you want to vote on which one you want to hear us uh, flap our gums about. So uh, cool. So before we jump into the movie, before we jump into the masterpiece that is uninvited, uh, I had a really interesting story that I wanted to share that I didn't tell either of you guys yet because I wanted to save it for the episode. But it was so serendipitous, so fun, really cool, but also like so ties so directly into our show that it almost sounds made up but i promise you this is a hundred percent what happened so i went out you know we talked about last last i think last episode two two episodes ago we talked about how they had the over the fourth of july weekend we had uh the living dead weekend mm -hmm. out in monroeville at the this year was at the monroeville mall uh which is of course the uh the, the setting for uh 1978's dawn of the dead uh, Dawn of the Dead was filmed there. They had like location tours. They had a bunch of like panels and all types of cool stuff. It's a really great festival. The theme this year was uh, Living Dead Weekend 1985 because Day of the Dead and Return of the Living Dead, both two of my favorite movies. I know, I know Steve shares that same sentiment too. They were uh, they both came out in 85. So they kind of celebrated those two movies. So it was really cool. Um, I was going to go out and then I was like, I couldn't because I had to be somewhere else a little bit earlier than I anticipated. So I wasn't planning on going, but then I had a little free time. I was like, you know what? It starts at three o'clock. I'm going to get there at like 1.30 and see if they at least have like the vendor booths up so I can like, you know, buy some merch, we'll walk around that sort of thing before I had to be somewhere which was already in Monroeville. So anyway, I get there. First of all, cool thing right off the bat that happened, a testament to how rad just horror people are in general. I went up to buy uh, just a day pass, you know, the wristband to get into all the vendor halls and exhibitor halls and stuff. And I walked up and this these two people were like, hey, are you going to go buy a, a wristband? I was like, yeah. They were like, here, our friend didn't show up. You want this one? And Aww. I was like, can oh, I like pay you for it or no That's no here so awesome. he just didn't show up here so it was like i think it was like 20 or 25 bucks it was super nice super nice of him so that started so i was i was in a good mood i was bouncing in there walking around looking at all the vendors and just spending way too much money immediately so <laughs> i'm walking in walking by all these booths i'd been there for maybe like a half an hour i walked by one of these tables and not all the tables were set up especially some of the like autograph signing tables and stuff with cast members from the movies weren't there yet because it wasn't supposed to open for like another hour and there was one table that was kind of bare still. And I walked by and there was this guy standing there kind of, you know, made eye contact. Hey, how you doing? You know, everyone's kind of excited because this is a lot of people's first con back and stuff, too, after mm -hmm. the pandemic. So everybody's super talkative and this guy starts talking. You could kind of tell he was he was dressed like a director. I don't know how else to explain <laughs> it, but he had like the, the 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 like button down with the pockets rolled up, you know, sleeves kind of thing. I'm like, who is this guy? He looks super familiar, but I'm not sure. And I kind of get the chatting to him. All of a sudden, uh, Greg Nicotero walks up, says hi to him. And and he was like kind of interrupted us talking. So he's like, hey, I'm Greg. I was like, oh, yeah. And I, I, I almost did the <laughs> you're Greg Nicotero thing. But I didn't. Um, so, I know who you are. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, hey, I'm Brian. He was like, hey, I'm Greg. So so that right away, I'm a little like starstruck there. And this guy, you know, we continue to talk and stuff. And I'm like, I know I know who this guy is. And I'm kind of he's kind of following me behind the row of tables the other way. We're just kind of walking in the same direction. He gets to his table. He's like, are you a fan of, uh, of the creep show, you know, movies? And I was like, yeah, of course I am. You know, who, who is it? He was like, I directed creep show too. Oh. And I was like, it was Michael Gornick. Oh. Uh, it was just, uh, you know, sitting there chatting with him. So I start talking to him and, awesome. um, how much you know love the love the film he was a cinematographer on uh, dawn of the dead day of the dead um he, you know creep show and then he directed creep show too 
And uh, I was like, that's so awesome. And he was like here and he pulled out this big book that he was just setting up his table, this big book of, uh, of original art prints and sketches from the, you know, the, uh, the animated intro to creep show Two. Oh, okay. you know, with the creep and, you know, the mm-hmm. kid with the bundle, the magazine, you know, or the, the comics and stuff. And, uh, I was like, oh, this is, this is incredible. He's like, yeah, you can look through them. He's like, they're for sale, but don't, you know, don't feel like you have to, you can just look through them if you want. I was like, oh, this is incredible. So there was one. That was like a hand sketch of the kid, like on the cover of the thing. And I was like, all right, I need to take this home with me if these are for sale, you know? And he was like, he was like, actually the guy across the, the way, um, already kind of, kind of claimed dibs. that one. <laughs> um, he's like, so, so he's like, but I can ask him maybe, maybe he changed his mind. I was like, no, 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 I'll find another one. He was like, well, you know, you could, you know, so he gave me a, a good deal on, on that other, uh, so I ended up buying an original art print from that animated section at the beginning with the kid like opening up the bundles of uh of uh of the uh the creep show comic so i'll post on social media but it's super cool but anyway That's this awesome. is not this is way this is already cool but this is not how it ties into the episodes i'm, I'm getting off on quite a tangent anyway um <laughs> i'm looking at the i'm looking at the table and he has a picture of autographed photo of lincoln mazel oh no uh, shit. who's the yeah who That's was the awesome. the uh star of um, the amusement park, the the George Romero, you know, film that we talked about in a previous mini-sode. And uh, I was like, oh, wow, this is from, you know, we just, I, I said, uh, you know, a couple friends and I have a, a horror podcast, just like every person here. Um, and, <laughs> uh, and, and we just did an episode on this. He's like, oh, how did you like it? And I was like, oh, that's great. He was like, I was in that. I was what? like, oh, wow, who did you play? He points to his, in a, a picture that he had on the table of him. He was the guy who Eric andre the bench. No shit. <laughs> he was what? literally he was literally the kid who dove through the bench that we That's made the, the thing about. So I was like, and I almost wanted to tell him, I was like, first of all, this guy's like probably in his 70s. I don't know. He probably doesn't know where Eric Andre is. And I don't know. I don't want to pigeonhole <laughs> the guy, but I almost told him about it. I was like, no, 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 sorry. But I was I was dying that he was he was the kid who ran out and threw himself through the bench. Oh wow. That's so fucking park. wild. It's amazing. So, um yeah, so, so super fun. I can't wait to can't wait to I wish I could have stayed for more like the panels and stuff. But like I said, I, I had to get the hell out of there. But uh, super fun and glad to be back among, you know, real life horror nerds. But well, cool. Uh, let's jump into this movie, guys. I know you're real excited uh, <sighs> to get into it. Um, um, I just want to read off one of my favorite IMDb <laughs> review titles <laughs> yeah. that this movie belongs buried in the litter box <laughs> i um hold yeah. on can i do the the imdb synopsis first so people know that <laughs> thing? Yeah. so so this is great it's not even really consistent with the movie this movie uh like i said called uninvited 1987 uh a cat infected with a genetically engineered virus which it's not the case in the movie. They just talk about how it's like had some like genetic uh, uh, experiments done on it. And it talks about like a toxic chemical, but it doesn't come right out and say engineered virus unless I missed that. Anyway, cat infected with genetically engineered virus escapes from a lab and goes on a killing spree, finding its way on board a shady businessman's yacht loaded with young guests. You've seen killer mutant cat movies before. Sure. But have you seen one on a boat? The answer is nah, dog. You haven't, and that's why this is fucking brilliant. Um, all right, so go ahead. I, I want to hear this uh, this uh, this review. Oh, you want me to read it off? That's fine. Yeah, there were a couple really good ones. So it goes, a, a group of scientists accidentally let a cute, cuddly cat escape from their lab. What's so scary about the cute feline that one could possibly see on LOL cats? Well, this cat has a smaller bladder mutant cat living inside its mouth that comes out to kill people. And sometimes grows to be the size of a biggish dog. He wrote biggish. biggish. <laughs> like <laughs> Biggish is great. Yeah, it's so confusing. The size of the cat changes dramatically multiple times. It and does. This, this movie makes... Here, here's why this movie, I think, because Steve, you brought this up when we were texting when you guys were watching it. Um, I think most people kind of like, you know, uh, you know, man as the hands of fate or like um, Santa Claus conquers the Martians or something. I think most people have who have seen this movie have probably seen the riff tracks mm-hmm. version of it, um, which I forgot. I haven't seen it. And but I do want to I do want to watch it. Um, 
But like, yeah, people have seen this movie in riff tracks, which are the MST3K, some of the MST3K people who do like, you know, the riffing jokes over movies kind of thing, if you're not familiar. Um, a lot of people have probably have seen it through that lens before, and it's ripe for that, for sure. But like the poster and, and certainly the title give nothing away. I mean, yeah, it says mm -hmm. there's a killer cat, and some of the posters, if you look close, there is a little cat inside the cat's mouth, but it, <laughs> it's not super obvious. It's certainly not at the forefront, and the title couldn't be more innocuous. Right. <laughs> Right. Like, yes, of course, a mutant cat is not invited. Yes, no one invites a mutant <laughs> cat. Uh, but but it was, uh, yeah, it doesn't really tell you anything. If you didn't know anything about this movie, you weren't looking for it, and you were scrolling through, like, Tubi or some shit, because that's where I watch It's free on Tubi. Mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't know that this was a batshit movie. That's, what, that's <laughs> right? why I think That's why I think this is a John McAfee adventure, as I said at the top. <laughs> R.I.P. John yeah. McAfee. But yeah. it's also possible John McAfee made this movie. Because the title would reference the uninvited or just the cockblock dudes that get on the boat. <laughs> They're yes, uninvited. Yes. <laughs> they are also uninvited. Um, it's funny because it, so it's not too far off from what you're saying. The, the guy who wrote and directed this movie is a guy named Graydon Clark. And he didn't do anything except for just he started out as an actor. Then he directed some movies. But it was just all like super low budget, like just absolute bottom of the barrel 80 schlock that's his whole career um but he started out uh working with al adamson so if you know al adamson yes this is like schlock royalty like this guy was one of the all-time like kings of just absolute shitbag schlock cinema from for for decades and i was actually coincidentally just listening to the uh the guys in neon brainiacs were doing their 200th episode and they talked about um the documentary which i haven't seen yet that is on i think on shutter or it was on shutter but i'll find there's a documentary about al adamson he was this like like i said super low budget schlocky horror movie director who uh ended up get, being like the victim of a grisly murder <laughs> so it was like this this true crime thing um but i haven't seen it but i'm looking forward yeah, to seeing it's it it's called but. blood and flesh the real life and ghastly death of al adams yes 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 it's been kind of on my watch list for a while i haven't watched it yet but yeah if you know where this guy this Graydon clark's uh pedigree is from uh yeah it, it's certainly not surprising this is the type of uh of fucking movie that he makes but long story short cautionary tale about what happens when you do science to a cat don't do science to cats right cats don't like science no. cats love <laughs> cats like balls and socks they don't like science um yeah meg you you texted while we were watching this or while you were watching this you were like this is what happens when guys realize how hard it is to catch a cat <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> that's dead on i was on. like man i know when my cat has gone out and all of a sudden i'm like Man, that thing just goes, and you, you can't. Just like, yeah. You can't catch the cat. You know like, what's a good way like, to try boom, though? Good idea. Close the door of the science lab. Like that's, yeah. that's a good yeah. start, right? I want to like start. backtrack slightly before like my other thought was it, mm -hmm. or like when the cat was like getting out, mm -hmm. that they were all in these like radioactive suits, mm -hmm. but it was the most normal cat carrier that I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. like, no lead lining, yeah. no, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There were no hazmat sticker, no nothing. nothing. Just regular cat nothing. carrier. Yeah. And let's be honest, that was just a doctor's office or something, you know, <laughs> that they were in there. So, yeah, it, it starts off and it's, it's uh, you know, well, the other thing I, I thought about when you were talking about this is just when guys realize it's hard to catch a cat. I was thinking to myself the first time I watched this movie, which wasn't that long ago. I've probably only watched it for the first time, like maybe three years, two, three years ago. And the um, I thought to myself, this is 100% and I have a hundred ideas in my phone for movies that I thought up when I was super stoned laying in bed. <laughs> and I can absolutely see myself laying there like baked, getting ready to fall asleep and bringing up my notes in my phone and write and writing Russian nesting cats. <laughs> like I can absolutely see myself doing that. Um, what if but, the cat yeah. inside You're of the cat You're going to do that evil. tonight, I'm sure. <laughs> what if it's a cat inside a cat? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like got Snickers bar all in my beard. I'm just. So, um, so not to be uh, too insulting to you, Brian, but at the beginning of this movie, 
Please do. Please <laughs> I know what you're going to say. Steve, I know what possible. you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Go ahead. Yes. The, the, the tight in the, in the uh, credits? No, well, not necessarily in the credits, but in, in, oh, in okay, the opening okay. sequence with the doctors that are chasing the cat around. Okay, sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. Go ahead. No, no. The, the, the doctors that are chasing the cat around, uh, who I have listed as doctor with a gun. Yeah, actually, he, he, he looks like he might be related. <laughs> Which one? The older one or the, the wait, Paul or Dr. Gray? I, I don't know name. I have Dr. Dr. With a gun. Gray was the guy who was who was like goes to the cop. He's like, give me your goddamn gun. It's probably him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, Dr. Yeah, yeah. Gray. I could see that. Yeah, OK, yeah. yeah, I could see that. I could see that. He might be like a distant uncle, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was um, it, it was funny because Dr. Gray was kind of holding him because they were obviously going to inject some sort of like, I don't know science into him and uh and he's like my, my favorite quotes happens right off the bat because yeah the, apparently dealing with this like radio act it's not radioactive it's um genetically mutated at least in some capacity cat and they're discussing bringing it in because it has some growth in it or whatever and they go to give it a shot and he's holding it very loosely and the door's hanging wide open oh, so yeah. like and then he just yells Paul, get the cat! <laughs> and the cat just like jogs down the hallway. Um, but it's really funny how like incredibly poor security is. But then they're like, code red, code red. It's like, code red is we forgot to close like the office door. Right. You know, it's not like they really uh, had any, you know, particularly uh, stringent security protocol in place there. But um, yeah, so so the, the cat runs out. We quickly learn, and this is a theme for the rest of the movie, that this is the Crang of cats. I mean, that's really the only way we can put it. It's a cat inside of a cat, a smaller cat living inside of a larger cat. The cat on the in, cat on the outside, looks like a regular kind of puffy orangish cat, uh, but then on the inside is what I can only describe uh, is if if a cat and a munchie were crossbred. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Munchies, but they're very close. It is borderline a munchie inside of it that comes out of its mouth. And every time it comes out of its mouth, the puppet cat is five times the size of the real yeah. cat. Uh, it's it's fantastic. But I love that. It just really, I, I, I wish this, like, this is the crang of cats. That's the only way I can I can kind of imagine. I feel this, like it's but. actually like just like this personification of cats. Because if anyone owns a cat, they they know they're very sadistic and they are they will just fuck you up at any given moment. Yeah, they will bite your your neck, your hands, your feet. They will just maul you at any at any uh, at any turn. But um, yeah, that the switch to the cat puppets. Like one scene, it's the cat, and then the next is the cat puppet. Is just. Uh, it's just magic every single time and I never get sick of it. Um, <laughs> in any case, uh, the whole scene where, you know, where where the, the cats running through the parking garage and the scientists just completely take over the cops. They're like, give us your guns. Fuck off. Like, just get out of the way. <laughs> it's so bizarre. And it is honestly, I was thinking about it this time I was watching. It is like a step and a half from a Monty Python sketch. Like mm -hmm. it is really that close. It reminds me of yeah, like the uh, the the killer rabbit in Monty Python the Holy Grail or something like that. But the cat obviously escapes. We're introduced to you know two of the stars, which are which are Bobby and Suzanne, which are they're just screaming at each other outside of this hotel, basically um, this fancy hotel. They run into inside this this guy who's another one of the main characters and by far my favorite character in the movie, John McAfee. Yeah, Walter. <laughs> His name's Walter Graham. Steve. Get it right. Um, and he he is just an absolute scumbag from the beginning. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I wrote down in my notes, this guy is definitely trustworthy. No ulterior mo motives. And you can tell from how much he lips his, licks his lips. <laughs> I also have him listed as not Burt Reynolds. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. oh, he's trying to lean into that suave kind of debonair kind of yeah. mentality a little bit. And it's honestly like... You quickly realize through these conversations uh, between the the two uh, women who come to know him, and then so these are all like co-eds. They're they're in Fort Lauderdale for spring break. They run into this this group of three guys. They kind of befriend them at a restaurant, and they immediately start telling them about. They ran into Walter Graham, the you know billionaire, uh, uh, you know stockbroker, you know Mav you know uh, maverick of Wall Street kind of guy. And when they get out of the 
the limo with his like business associate, which his name is Mike, which that, that actor, I don't, I didn't write down his name, but he's been in a million things. Like oh, you've yeah. seen oh, yeah, him that's... in so much stuff. Yeah. It's naked gun. It's mm-hmm. yeah. 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 He's, he's, yeah. you'll immediately recognize him. They get out of this, this limo and the way Walter's dressed, I, I wrote, I was like, he looks less like a Wall Street billionaire and more like a guy who owns a local Florida chain of gator farms. Like, <laughs> he's, he's just like, he wants you to think he's super rich. Um, and he's just, yeah, he's just an absolute, just an absolute scumbag. Um, but anyway, uh, so he's having dinner with the girls. Mike comes in, kind of snatches them up, explains they have to go to this like business meeting. They go on the boat and they start, they, you, you kind of see Walter's, uh, you know, true colors. He's kind of given this guy the, uh, you know, the 007 villain route Routine, you know, explaining to him that he's going to kill him basically so he doesn't get the opportunity to blackmail him. And maybe my my second favorite character in the whole film we meet here, which is Walter's kind of henchman, if you will, Albert. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. What is, like, I, I don't think I really got his. He is obnoxious. Oh, there's so many bold choices. I love it. So many yeah, bold- he, he has two old men in George Kennedy. <laughs> As Mike, yeah. as one of his henchmen. So and first of all, Clue, he's at least enormous. Yeah, well, he's okay, a big yeah. dude. You he's know? at least big and intimidating. Yeah. But then he also has Clue uh, Gulliger. Yeah, as Albert is also just kind of another old man. And he's kind of enfeebled, and then just what. I, I would not be afraid of either of those guys that you could, much. You could not honestly walk quickly away from either of them and they'd never yeah. catch you. It's um, like, uh, all right, bye. <laughs> but they're both like character actors you would know from a million things. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um, but but the thing I love about Albert is the really bold character choices between like the clearly like prosthetic, like the fake, the dentures that he has. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't get that. The crazy accent. Um, and he's always pulling his like front lip up too so you can see them (laughs) he's really proud of these dentures he also um has this kind of side plot i don't know if there was something that got cut out where he clearly has i don't know a heart condition maybe i don't know but he's always like getting overwhelmed and like grasping his chest and breathing heavy and stuff and it's like it never comes into play I think it's just a character choice he might have made. That's as an what actor. I'm saying. I love how just bold <laughs> these bizarre character choices are. It's a silly movie. Anything goes, but it's just he's a fairly inconsequential character. But after he murders like this guy, he drowns them in the hot tub. First of all, you're in the ocean. Right. Just throw him over side. Why you gotta? Why you gotta do that? <laughs> Get DNA all over your hot tub. It's a. It's just. It's a poor choice. Um, but in any case, uh, so this is happening simultaneously, and 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 the mutant cat that's escaped is kind of like Pee Wee's big adventuring across the country, and Ed's up in the bed of this pickup truck, and then you have maybe the most infamous scene, or one of the most infamous infamous scenes in the movie, where what can only be described, I mean, blatantly, as a guy sitting in the bed of a pickup truck with a cat puppet on his arm punching through the back of the glass <laughs> and you can clearly see the puppeteer's arm like very clearly if you if you freeze it uh and that's that's just an absolute uh, phenomenal shot it munches on the driver's neck you know the truck this is like their whole budget as this truck this like $80 <laughs> truck smashes down the hill um and then the Doogie Howser theme plays which that music <laughs> I, I I have listed who's the boss or perfect strangers yeah have possible lawsuits against this movie <laughs> so I was trying to pinpoint honestly for an hour what this one reminded me of go listen to the Doogie Howser theme that little like that little uh, keyboard part reminds yeah. me so much mm-hmm. of it. It's so bizarre. But uh, anyway, so then you're cut to Fort Lauderdale. You get to know kind of the the, the co-ed cast here. Um, and uh, yeah, they kind of act like they know each other for years, which is really, really bizarre. So they they basically talk these guys to come in on the boat with them to kind of protect them from Walter or whatever. Um, but, in, in, you know, they kind of get to the get to the. Um, uh, the dock where they're going to meet Walter on his yacht. And that's when the cat kind of intersects with their storyline. It's just in a supply 
chest <laughs> of sorts just hanging out um and you can tell this cat absolutely hates being picked up like it, it is <laughs> yeah. pushing her it is scra- it is just furiously trying to get yeah, out of totally. the one girl's arms it's so mad um but you know what the cat is still like the third best actor in the movie. Mm, true. <laughs> Better than the boat captain. Oh my God. She's, she is by far the worst. I just think she's a real boat captain because she's not an actor. <laughs> she just happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They right. walked onto this boat and they were like 50 bucks. You play this character. You have 15 minutes to memorize the lines. Um, Take us out yeah, to she, sea. <laughs> she gives one of the all time worst performances I've, I've ever experienced, but it's, it's so fun. Um, I do love, and I wrote this down. Walter is willing to drown a man over knowing too much, but he brings five teenagers and a cat on just like willingly. Like, yeah, come on, come on, <laughs> come on the boat. We're going to, we're going to have fun. We're going to party. Um, See, they, they have this constant ticking clock of like the SCC is yeah. after him. Right. But like you never see agents or anything to make it feel like it has that urgency of he yeah. needs to escape. You literally could have had three guys in suits on the dock as they pulled away. Exactly. That's all you needed. <laughs> yeah. The problem they didn't even is have to be part of the movie. They could have yeah. just been three guys that were stock there footage. Happy, yeah. yeah. Just happened the, to be there. <laughs> this is the thing. I think they couldn't afford to pull the boat away from the dock. I think that's how they why they couldn't have that scene be a reality. Um, but yeah, so uh, uh, one of Walter's best lines in the movie comes up here when he's meeting the captain. She apparent she's a young, you know, cat, probably approximately the co-ed's age, maybe a little bit older. And apparently Walter knew her father. And, you know, that's how he got in touch. You know, he got a hold of this boat because it was his boat, whatever. But Walter's Walter's line is. Okay, so I got a little drunk and mouthed off to the crew. I apologize. <laughs> I just love the way his inflections, like the the decisions he makes. I think he even goes like, but it's my boat. <laughs> the decisions he makes on these lines. He's trying to do so much with so little. And uh, I just applaud him for it. I applaud him for it. He tried. I just feel like this is like another, like, obviously right after this, that moment, like, Every all of the co-eds are just like, yeah, we'll run the boat. We've got this. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is what we do. We're like, boat. We're boat people now. We're yeah. boat people. <laughs> I just found that so funny. <laughs> oh, it was so good. And uh, then we quickly establish, you know, the the cat somehow gets scared. Something dumb. What all uh, uh, Albert does damages the boat. We establish that Mike hates punks. He's very clear about his stance <laughs> on punks. Uh, Walter's pep talk to Mike as well. I didn't write down the line. But he's like, we're going to be so rich. He's like punching him and playing. And he's just like, yeah. he, he, his personality is all over the place, which is fantastic. Um, then things get kind of horny in the kitchen. I mentioned, I wrote that down. Um, <laughs> and the, the line with the two girls where they simultaneously say, it's so hot. <laughs> that was like, why did they play on that? They choreographed that little line um, when they're down in the galley. But so uh, Albert is drunk at the helm. Um, one of my probably my favorite Albert moment is when yes. after he drinks the bottle of wine, he's by himself. He's like singing a little song. I think he's singing like Battle Helm of the Republic or some shit. <laughs> and then he does this this little like hand raise and just pr- proclaims Albert. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel like that was my favorite. That God, was, I love it. I can that watch whole scene dunks. was also one I noted as one of my favorites because, like, when uh, the captain comes back in and she's like, "Oh, you took us off course," blah blah blah. He like runs like he runs back and he like almost shuts everything down, but then just starts pushing all these buttons. I was yeah. like, I was like, what the. Albert's a full steam ahead type of guy, Megan. You don't understand him. He's misunderstood. Um. Oh god, the I love Simpatico Albert so much. I'm going to be Albert developing. for Halloween. I just yeah, I learned I'm, I'm Albert for Halloween this year. I've committed to it. Um, Heard here so, first. <laughs> so they're uh, they're they they're partying below decks. You know, Walter and 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 the kids and you know all this stuff. Um, Walter is apparently getting drunk on bananas. I don't know if you noticed that, <laughs> but he, you never see him drink anything. He's just eating a banana for a half hour, but he's hammered. Um, and these people are, I mean, they're just collectively horrible dancers, which I loved watching their dancing escapades were so fun. But anyway, so Albert has his first run in with the cat, 
right? Um, and Albert has a wine bottle and instead of running away, decides to just happy Gilmore it and break the wine bottle and try to fight the cat, which was obviously <laughs> unwise. Um, so he gets bit. Uh, you see this kind of like a theme in the rest of the movie, which are these barely functional bladder effects <laughs> that are in every single attack scene. Uh, Walter sprays blood everywhere. He ends up going overboard. And, uh, and you know, so, so Walter is no more. I think Mike refers to him the next day when they're trying to talk the captain out and not looking for him. They're like, yeah, well, he's shark bait. That's just how, they, how he describes yeah. Walter, which I thought was a great one. Albert. Yeah, Albert. Al- Albert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but so here, here's where shit really escalates. And then it's just a, a mad scramble to, to the end of the movie. Um, Walter goes from silly, suggestive uh, creep to full on rapist, like literally immediately yeah. just starts assaulting uh, Bobby. The old John McAfee special. <laughs> yeah, just absolutely <laughs> assaulting Bobby, I think her name is. Um, and then the stupid hat kid that they mentioned like a wrestler or something like that comes running in, throws the bottle. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Smashes a bottle off the wall, I guess for intimidation <laughs> purposes. Slugs Walter. Mike comes in bloodthirsty. Wyatt Earp just starts blasting. Just starts shooting, <laughs> shoots the one kid in the arm, and then decides he's just going to execute him for punching Walter. Like, he's just decided yeah. he's going to execute him, point blank range. And then the pretty hair kid runs in, I think his name's Corey, uh, knocks the gun out of Mike's hand, and Mike delivers just the biggest, slowest Andre the Giant punch <laughs> to the kid's gut ever, but just devastating effects. Like, the kid's just, like, eyes go crossed, and he falls to his knees. Um, this, is, this is the 80s, remember, before white people could fight <laughs> <laughs> i mean he literally just he brought this haymaker to the gut from freaking just three blocks away into his gut um but yeah then mike gets bit um his foot just gets mauled uh under uh from the cat who's kind of hiding under the chair and i wrote moral of the story here don't wear bowling shoes when there's a mutant cat lurking around that's that's <laughs> just common sense mike and you deserved it um so uh eventually uh walter kind of goes nuts gets a gun he they want to get to the cayman islands this is like the reason they left is because like steve said the sec's after them so they got to go to the cayman islands to like unload their secret offshore bank accounts or whatever and things kind of go wild walter threatens to kill one of the girls if they don't get the boat fixed and, and get to the Cayman Islands. They get the the gun from Walter. I don't remember how they get the gun from Walter, but they do. Oh, uh, they spray with a fire extinguisher. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that was a- another uh, classic WWF special. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he, you either hit him with the belt, blow sand in, or blow uh, salt in his eyes or hit him with a fire extinguisher, spray him with the fire extinguisher. Um, but yeah, so so at this point, you know, everything's going crazy. Mike is riding the struggle bus really hard. Um, he's got like the bladder effects in full effect, you know, full effect. We think at this point, I was expecting a like chest buster alien ripoff scene. And I wonder if it was planned and they couldn't get it to work or the bladder effects kind of failed because his death is really anticlimactic yeah. after all this buildup. Um, but at this point, the attempted rape and murder, uh, by Walter is just water under the bridge, apparently, cause they're just moving on from that. And, uh, one of the best lines in the movie, the nerdy friend says, as far as I can tell, the cat that bit him is highly poisonous, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is pretty fantastic. So, um, so Mike which dies. Which is incorrect. It's venomous. <laughs> venomous. Do you know you what are I think a biologist. <laughs> you know what I think could have been like made this movie just slightly better is because I feel like every time the cat bites someone, there's like this thing protruding from everyone's neck. All I wanted the entire time was like another little cat. I wanted them to <laughs> like the now have first. a That's cat coming. Yeah, I wanted that the whole time. Or what if what if it was like in Gremlins and they all popped out like a little litter? <laughs> and it was yeah. like little balls uh, yeah. that popped out. And then out. they just start going looking for cats. 
yeah. and then they start suckling the blood out of the person and yeah you could go in a lot of fantastic <laughs> yeah. directions and it's yeah. a boat full of cats by the time it winds up in the caimans <laughs> it, it shows up at the caimans and there's just a thousand cats and they have little captain's hats on right. yeah spy <laughs> glasses <have> jobs. <laughs> yeah the original orange cats just gizmo and it's so cute and cuddly and you're still like oh yeah let's come play yeah i think the uh the the effects restrictions here uh obviously become because you you were expecting yeah i was expecting a cat to pop out of mike uh or, we can or only like an afford alien or something one cat on this movie guys we can only afford <laughs> one cat yeah. apparently they can also only afford one clip of a cat noise because they play the same <laughs> yes, fucking yeah, one yeah, over right. and over that's that is the one thing i hated about this movie more I, yeah if there's any student filmmakers or potential filmmakers out there listening do not use the same clip over and over again especially if the cat's on screen we can see the cat we don't need cat noise it's oh my highly God. noticeable it's oh. highly noticeable yeah oh i hate there it was so a couple much. scenes where i was just like i am officially annoyed right now mm-hmm. like it was just it was obnoxious at times yeah yeah. The other thing, and I'll, 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 I'll we'll, we'll shoot to the end here in a second because I think we got the the gist of this up to the end. But the the one of the things I love is just the inconsistency in tone and behavior of everyone, where they go from terrified to horny to <laughs> to, but to not yeah. actually boning. They just like get real horny and then just lay on each other and have pillow talk. Yeah, um, no one bones. Yeah, uh, again, bones. I don't think it was in the budget for a bang. Like that yeah. was. You don't have a bang budget? Okay. <laughs> I will yeah. I will say though for particularly Susan, she as we move on, she kind of has like this breakdown. Mm-hmm. And like she definitely sucks. I don't yeah. like her by the yeah. end of the movie. <laughs> like yeah, you yeah. like her at the beginning of the movie cuz she's like She's oh. trying to hoard all the coin flakes, yeah. Yeah, but then she makes all the worst decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then but, has like this mental breakdown and blames But then she's else. painting her toenails like no big deal. That yeah. that's kind of what I was like she's having an absolute breakdown i guess she's going through all these like phases of of acceptance or whatever i don't know but she's losing her mind and then painting her toenails like i i i, I don't understand it um, filling the void i guess i don't know I disassociation guess. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I i though i feel like there's certain connection is that i would have been that person who's like a cat let, yeah yeah i'm gonna adopt this cat right now let's take it on the boat i would have been i would have been her they would have the one that got us killed yeah if there is a mutant cat <laughs> yeah, if there's a mutant cat about, it's looking for Meg because it knows it's got it's, it's got, got an a easy home target. In my heart. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Lance, Lance, this is my favorite scene of the movie. I know I've probably said that three times, but uh, but it is Bobby and Lance again starting to kind of get a little sexy, a little horny. Nothing happens, <laughs> but as they're kind of trying, almost getting there. Lance makes just an offhand comment about his arm being numb. And then they put, she was like, oh, let me take a look. Pulls the blanket back. The cat has ate all his fingers off. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. Yeah. So are so we meant ridiculous. to think that had been happening for a while? He didn't feel it? Yeah. <laughs> so just, the venom made it, because that's not how the venom worked with anybody else. <laughs> no, it's not how it worked with anybody else. Everybody else freaked out and had a, 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 a immediate reaction. Yeah, Mike lost his fucking mind. I, I feel like Lance I, is I, like I, getting I, sexy. Oh, my arm's a little tingly. Oh, my fuck, my fingers are gone. I honestly don't know why as the first thing I thought of when we mentioned this, but like uh, the one Batman movie is a Batman Forever when Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman is introduced and she's just then being eaten by cats too. I'm just like, yeah, she didn't seem to care either. Maybe, maybe we just need to start letting cats fucking eat us. <laughs> yeah, maybe, it, you know? maybe it's not it, as bad as it sounds. This is the future. Yeah, <laughs> cats are going to take over. This is the future. This They're is the evil. next. This is the next <laughs> QAnon theory. I say we spread it on Facebook right now. Yeah. Let all cats over the social. You. Let cats eat you. Let cats eat the chips that Bill Gates put in your blood. <laughs> cats can find the chips. Cat, yeah. We have. I'll sell you a special chip-seeking cat that yes. will get the nanobots out of your blood. Yes. Um, only five easy payments during nine ninety-five. Um, in any case, uh, yeah, Su- Suzanne finds her demise because the cat gets into the food supplies and all of a sudden they're in a tough spot with the food. They're rashing out. They're each drinking like drops of champagne and, and like, uh, you know, uh, two ounces of cornflakes at a time. She thinks everyone's lying to her. She goes to the... Uh, 
to the pantry, and I thought this was going to be the big kill. This was going to be the, yeah, cat bursting out something. Nope. Just uh, she eats contaminated food, and the cat watches her bleed out with, you know, weak bladder effects kind of thing. But um, so, uh, yeah, I, I love uh, there. There's a, there's kind of a storm of brewing at this point. You know, Walter and the captain get into this fight, um, and uh, ultimately we get these shots of the boat, which is just a model boat in like a poorly lit bathtub, like floating mm-hmm. around. Um, but there's kind of the storm coming. Uh, Walter starts cracking up. He wants to go in the lifeboat. Um, ultimately, they decide they're going to get in the lifeboat, kind of fast forwarding towards the end of the movie. And Walter decides he is going to run downstairs to get his suitcases of cash that he had. Um, so they get in there. They're kind of waiting for it. Walter, the cat is guarding Walter's cash <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> um, it now becomes an aquatic uh, a Russian nesting cat, swims underwater, murders Walter. Um, the the nerd kid, I don't remember his name, being as kind-hearted as he is, goes down to try to save Walter, finds him dead, um, and uh, but grabs the, the suitcase, comes back up. They realize there's money in it. Um, and, uh, they get into, once they get into the boat, they realize there's money in, in it. And five seconds ago, they were very nervous about getting stranded at sea. They couldn't get the boat to work. They were out of food, dire straits. Now they're in the lifeboat in a storm, but they have a suitcase of cash. So now the Doogie Howser movie plays and they're happy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't understand why all of a sudden they were just like, oh no, this is going to be great. Cause they were even like this is enough money to buy a boat and do science, you know, cause that's his bag. I don't know. <laughs> and they're like, why are you so, why do you think this is going to be okay now? Of course it's not Uh killer cat jumps in. <laughs> they fight it. Uh, Rachel, who's the, who's the captain, by the way, punches it. <laughs> yeah. It flies out of the boat, <laughs> lands in the water. The, the Dewey house music plays again. Immediately. Like, oh, thank God we're safe. She punched the mutant cat. <laughs> oh, Christ, no, it's back. <laughs> it's just that is such side. a quick turn. That is such a quick turn. He's like, it's on the boat. You can clearly tell the actors are struggling to hear each other so bad because they're in, they're wet. They've obviously got these high-powered fans blowing on them. Um, and this time, he just throws it in the water and then decides the it's not going to stop jumping back in the boat if they don't give it something to float on. I do not understand this in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> there is nothing to understand. Let is... that thing drown. Yeah, because they were like, he says something like, it's not going to let us alone as long as we're the only thing floating in the water. So they decide yeah. they're going to float, throw the life um, they threw the, uh, the, the, the money, you know, in the suitcase in there, the, the slightly better, of course, still absolute bonkers, batshit, stupid ending would be throw the money in, you, you give up the money and you do the thing that Walter couldn't do, which is let the money go right. and you get to survive because yeah. you're not being a, a, you know, a, a selfish prick. No, they open it, dump it into a, <laughs> a conveniently placed bag that they had, <laughs> then throw it in. And then the fantastic scene of the cat just like a doll. Staring. It just looks like a doll in the water staring at them as it's holding on to the briefcase but floating out to so sea. But it seems so calm and it, like happy. And, I mean, not happy, but like... It seems content, it's just, yeah. Yeah, it's like... Okay, cool. I'm good now. I really, I just needed something to Appreciate be Appreciate the consideration. The entire time, guys, all of this could have been solved. Just a little consideration. Um, but yeah, then the, the Doogie Howser uh, music plays, like I said, as the puppet, you know, completely still floating on the briefcase. And then they wake up and they got to the Cayman Islands. There's absolutely no exp- explanation how, as to how, I assume the Cayman Islands. They didn't yeah. say. Yeah. But they got to where they were supposed to go. No explanation as to how that was the case. And then um, the cops are cool with it. (laughs) Yeah, they're like, don't worry. Here's your cash. We'll take care of you. You need some R&R. Final scene. A seemingly unrelated cat is on a beach. A kid. It's not the same cat. It's a completely different color cat. It's not the cat at all. A kid picks it up and then they freeze, sting, zoom. Steve's got a picture of it. Freeze, zoom. And I'm like, are all cats bad now? (laughs) No way of knowing. Is this a different mutant cat? Like, what are they trying to imply? It makes no fucking sense. It's it's 
like uh, like you <laughs> said, it's obviously so cross-eyed. Like, why is everybody in this movie cross-eyed? We don't talk about that. I don't know. Oh my god, uh, Corey, the the pretty-haired kid, he's very cross-eyed. Yeah. Suzanne is somewhat cross-eyed. I imagine this the guys in the trucks were. <laughs> yeah, everyone got kicked by a mule. Uh, and gone cross-eyed. Um, uh, but to answer your question, Brian, uh, yes, all cats are evil. I, I named my cat <laughs> Meowzebub, hashtag kitten of Saint for that specific reason. I just wanted to make sure you yeah. you got that answer. Yeah. yeah, okay, good. That makes more sense. I've never owned a cat. I like cats okay, but now I am, am thankful to be informed that they are, in fact, all evil. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, man, you guys, what I want to... I, I mean, you're welcome is really all I can think to tell you. In this instance, I'm gonna um, swear here in a second. I'm gonna say, "Fuck hey. you." <laughs> I love the warning that you're gonna swear, <laughs> Brian. I'm about it's, to swear. <laughs> Fuck you. I'm gonna use some hot language. <laughs> it was a little bit for Brian, the people ready. listening. In, get ready, incoming swear. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> It has moments. Oh, it's so much fun. It has fun. moments, but like it, it just none of, none of it goes far enough. Like all no, the you're all right. of the cat attacks are so yeah. like weak, and it's just like you don't even hardly know how it's killing people for the longest time. And yeah, yeah, the the puppet effects aren't great. It's just like <laughs> aren't great is the nicest compliment <laughs> this movie has ever gotten. I feel like I've probably seen worse, but also these aren't great. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's just like if it, it had like one more like kind of standout moment. There, there's yeah. little things, but there's yeah, it just needed something big, and also it has to be not annoying. That sound oh. design is the worst fucking sound design I've heard oh, in forever. Oh, God, it's so charming and beautiful. <laughs> it, it is absolute, yes, it's an absolute piece of shit. And 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 listen, the, the special effects, are, my, I'm here for the cat puppets, <laughs> and I'm here for the zany performances. This is one of those movies that I like it because, and I am a fan, I know not everyone is, I'm a fan of, of really, you know, great horror movies and well-made movies, obviously, but I'm also a fan of 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 schlocky bullshit movies mm -hmm. but they need to be earnest and they can't be too tongue-in-cheek and they can't be too self-aware for me i mean there are some you know you think about like we talked about like the greasy strangler or something like that is just bizarre and out there and really really weird but in a fun way i love this movie because they were trying so hard mm -hmm. i mean they were trying as hard as they could with the budget that they had my point is like it wasn't a hey guys we're we're gonna make an absolute piece of shit movie that's right it's not like Pastor, you know yeah. what i mean or something <laughs> like that which again i don't mind that movie but it's so self-aware that it's almost like we're, we're trying to make a cultish you know schlocky horror movie this is like they were trying to make a horror movie yeah. yes should, it was low should, budget we should talk about Pastor in the future because like it, i don't know i have thoughts about that one i don't like i've it. never yeah. seen it <laughs> It's it's worth of you. I I I like I that will. one, but like that's an example of one that's like, it's set out or or like, um, what's bloody bloody Bible camp? You know, mm -hmm. where it's like these are movies that set out to be almost parodies of schlocky eighties movies. Mm -hmm. This is the real goddamn deal. This yeah. is a movie where they came out to make a horror movie and it ended up like this. Yeah. Um, which just the earnestness I just I, I appreciate. But I got some laughs out of it. I definitely did. Yeah. So I'll give it that. But I feel like the only <laughs> time I would ever watch this again if I was if I was just high on shrooms. Yeah. That would mm -hmm. be it. That's it. That's why this movie exists. High on shrooms and then just watch the Rift Tracks version instead. That's <laughs> yeah, probably true. Yeah, for sure. I do want to watch that. I, I I purposefully didn't watch that. I saw it on Tubi, I think. I was saying it was Tubi. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to like find myself accidentally just regurgitating their jokes, which mm -hmm. I, I probably would have done. Um, but I'm, you know what? Maybe I'll watch it tonight, guys. Who knows? Check it out. The world's my oyster. Sure. Um, any final thoughts on 1987's Uninvited Nah, I'm good. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I never want to watch it again. That's pretty much no, it. I'm, good. I'm gonna come harder next time. I've got a couple <laughs> movies. This is just a little dip in your toes I feel like into the absolute so. shit that could happen. That's the assumption that you win, and now that you've done this to me, <laughs> you've sealed your fate. I am a little I'm, bit more uh, terrified at wait. what 
Steve is going to make us watch when Steve he was. Steve is clearly capable of terrible things in this department. <laughs> he knows a lot of obscure he shit. He knows so much. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I almost just want to, and I'm, I listen, I'm not going to give up my belt easily. I'm all obviously going for, going for a dynasty of sorts here. But it, listen, if Steve wins, I'm going to be kind of excited to see what the fuck he thinks. It's already been chosen. <laughs> Form of the destructor. You. I just imagine you staring into the mirror, putting like tons of <laughs> lipstick on, like just re- re- repeating the name of whatever this fucking travesty is that we're going to He's manifesting watch. his destiny here. That's yeah. what he's doing. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, th- this was this was a blast. Um I'll uh, I'll say one more time before before we sign off, go ahead and in the next couple of days, keep an eye out on our social media. And you know what? You should probably just be following us anyway, because we're doing some fun stuff and some funny, jokey, uh, horror related stuff and some deep dives. And I'll post that picture of the uh, the creep show uh, art that that I got there. I meant to do that uh, already. So I'll, I'll wait to listen post that as well um but yeah go come check us out and and vote on what our next episode uh, episodes are going to be like i said we're going to talk about either the game show we're going to talk about our favorite sitcom halloween episodes or we're going to talk about uh time travel which all should be really really cool so um at halloween is forever on instagram at hallow forever on twitter we have Halloween's Forever podcast Facebook page or on one of them emails, Halloween is forever pod at gmail.com. So uh, for the, the Halloween is Forever crew here, I'm Brian. I'm Meg. I'm Steve. She waited. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.